Hi guys, this is Emeka Benero from Play Emeka Radio and you're welcome to Business Class. Business Class is where you get to learn more about entrepreneurship, career development and of course your personal development. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Business Class on Play Emeka Radio. On today's episode, we have global communication strategies and the founder of Visible at Work, Tracy Oyekomi. Hello, Tracy. Hi, Emeka. It's so good to hear from you. I'm excited to be on your show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome to the business class. Thank so you. Today, yes, thank you. Thank you for accepting our invitation. So today on the <laughs> business class, we, we want to focus on, um, you know, being standing out at work but you know the thing is i realized that all across the world due to um covid19 and the recession a, a lot of people might lose their jobs and i think this is a, a good opportunity for people to stand out at work before finally lose their or avoid losing so we would like you to share uh what it means to stand at our work but before we go into that we'd like to know a little bit more about Tracy Oyekomi so who is Tracy Oyekomi? Thank you so much Emeka for um, bringing me on the show and uh, just a brief introduction my name is Tracy Oyekomi I'm you know a very easygoing happy-go-lucky lady I'm very curious about knowledge learning new things meeting new people having new experiences and then, apart from me personally, in terms of um, work and business, my background has been in marketing communications for about 10 years. Yeah. And I had worked with uh, managing corporate PR and crisis management for a lot of international companies across Africa, the Middle East and North America. And I'm currently based in Vancouver, Canada now and as the founder of Visible at Work, a training platform for highly skilled immigrants and expats to stand out at work by using communications to improve their efficiency and productivity. So that's me in a nutshell. Fantastic. Nice to so, meet yeah. you, Tracy. Thank you. Thank so, you, Emeka. So to answer your question um, about how people, because of the things happening right now, yes. So with everything happening now, it's imperative that you're able to have a, bag- a bargaining chip to be able to stand out at work. Um, whether you lose your job or not. The truth is we've never been in a more uncertain time as now. Even when, you know, there was a, the economic crash in 2008 and then, you know, the recession and everything, there was already, people were already looking forward to it. Like there were already signs that, you know, the uh, economy was going to crash and things like that. So for a lot of smart business people, they had the time to plan, maybe just a little bit of time, but they could foresee, okay, this was how it was going to play out. But for this coronavirus issue, pandemic, nobody, I don't think anybody really imagined it was going to be this big. Maybe they just thought, okay, for a few weeks, we'll just close up and then everybody will go back to business as usual. So there's a lot of uncertainty in town. And that's why as an employee, if you if you work for a company, or even if you own a business, you always have to um, plan for a crisis. 
So nobody prays for a crisis. Uh, because of my background in PR, we always have like crisis management planning. Um, but no company, no business, no individual prays for a crisis, but it's always best to plan for one. Okay. The good thing is when you plan for one, when things happen, even though you've planned, it still gives you um, the ability to make informed decisions because you've made some form of planning, even though it might not play out like the way you had envisioned or the way you had planned it, but you still have some information to make informed decisions. Okay. So yes, so for an employee, mm-hmm. in terms of standing out at work, um, this is the best time if you haven't been doing that, uh, making an impact or recording your impact at your workplace. Um, take this time now to sit back and see what have you been doing for the company and um, how how would you measure that? And then that would give you the confidence to say, okay, I want to stand out at work. I will go more into that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But before we go into that can we just take a step back and talking about crisis management you mentioned that um people don't um people plan for it so it's something that you envisage as much as you don't want it to happen you plan for it just in case it happens can you give us a can you share some light into that how do you plan what are the tips that you can give us on how to plan for such crisis okay so um in terms of uh, planning for a crisis is so I'll, I'll give you different um, breakdowns different examples of planning for a crisis crisis management plan so for every business you should have a, a crisis manual um what's so in um, business analysis you have like a risk management analysis and how you can mitigate that risk so let's say you want to cook a meal or you're in the restaurant business and you're making meals you should have like a risk management plan. Okay, what happens if, so like a what if plan. So, and then you begin to mitigate those plans. So you have a risk analysis and then you begin to mitigate each risk. Or what if the driver doesn't bring the tomatoes on time? What if this happens? What if I can't deliver to the customer? How do I reach out to the customer? What are the things I need to put in place? So that's how you can have a risk uh, analysis and then mitigate those risks and then building a full-up uh, crisis plan, mm-hmm. we usually have a breakdown for businesses. When I do crisis plan for businesses, is um, what are the things that are, are, are applicable to your industry? Okay. So let's say you're in the construction industry. Um, nobody prays, like I mentioned, nobody prays for a crisis, but what are the yeah. things that might become a crisis in your in your business as a construction company? One, maybe faulty machinery. Two, maybe um, laybacks lay or delay, uh, backlog okay. of uh, timing in terms of the timelines, when the building is, when the foundation is supposed to be finished, when the building is supposed to go up, when the roofing is supposed to take place. Those are the things. So you have lead and lags in project management. Okay. So if you also look at that um, for construction, then what if an employee dies? So in the case of death, what okay. do you do? What are the things you have in place? Okay. That gives you an overview of how to now plan, have a crisis plan that, okay, these are some of the issues that are peculiar to my industry and how can I answer these questions if they arise? And then you should also have your different stakeholders. So your stakeholders, maybe your investors, the government, your employees, 
um, those are your internal stakeholders. How do you respond to all of these people? You must have a different answer um, for all of these people. There's no one size fits all answer to them. So that's for uh, a business. So now for an employee, I also advise that you have a crisis management plan as well. So also looking at your career, um, what are the things that are peculiar to my industry? Now we can see that for people that lost their jobs, there are a lot of people in the hospitality, tourism, travel industry that have been laid off in yeah. mass. Yeah. So um, that's another thing. If you're in that kind of industry, you should know that this is a high risk industry. When things happen like this, or even if there's a re- like, if there's a recession where there's no money, like people are not earning as much anymore, mm-hmm. then that means people will not be eating out as much anymore. Yeah. Also, that means people will not be traveling as much anymore. Yeah. Also, that means people will not be, you know, um, planning uh, vacation and things like that as much as well. Yeah. So even if there was no pandemic, let's just put Corona aside for now, and it was just a recession. These are the things that will always happen in that industry. So if you work in that industry, don't wait for the next five years or 10 years to see how you can have a crisis plan for your career. In fact, last even the episode that is coming out this week on my podcast as well, having a crisis plan for your career. Yeah. So think about your, your industry like that, that what are the things that apply to my industry? And then pull apart your skills what skills can i use that will be useful in another industry um so even if i'm in the tourism industry i'm very good at um getting tickets for people booking holiday um Mm -hmm. packages for for people um and now people cannot travel what can i do to help people um, relax to help people find maybe find out things about these, these different countries can I come up with something where people can find out things about different countries uh, like all those quizzes and trivias did you know that yeah. in this country we have um, a lot of the um, you know the sites most of the unique sites mm-hmm. uh, historical sites Mm-hmm. This country has like four, this country has like two, you know, things like that. Other things that you can still do in your industry. Exactly. And then think also about how you can mitigate that risk for yourself, for your career. And so that way, you know that if there is a crisis, is it internal? Is it man-made? Was it because you lost your job? Uh, maybe you were laid off or your department was closed off? Or was mm-hmm. it because it was an external factor? So it was the economy that... Um, made you to lose your job so start planning for that that way when you sit and think and plan for that then you can also think and come up with solutions to say okay um, i'm not in control of the economy but the one i'm in control of is how can i be in control of my career um, where i know that i have the skills because sometimes we get so used to just going into work doing our work each day coming back and all of that we don't even take into cognizance all the things that we're doing and i will give you steps on how you can uh make those notes so have you saved money for the company did you increase revenue for the company and then for yourself what kind of capacity building or person uh, personal development are you doing so if you can track all of these things then you now have the data to be able to say okay i want to now negotiate for another opportunity somewhere or even see new opportunities that were not in my industry maybe in another industry that you can use those skills and apply those skills to yeah fantastic thank you for that um run and how you've been able to explain how 
um, we can use crisis to our own advantage. Now, relating it back to um, standing out at work, um, you are going to take us on how we can stand out at work. So what are the tips? What do I do now? I currently work in an organization or I run my own business. I'm a contractor and I have other competition um, fighting for that same contract, that same job from that from the client. Yeah. So what do I need to do at this point so that I can stay relevant at work in my industry? Okay. Uh, thank you for that question, Emeka. Uh, because if you are a business owner or you are an employee and you want to stand out at work, you have to be intentional. That's the first thing. The second thing, you have to be consistent. And um, communication makes you visible. So in communication, you have uh, verbal and non-verbal communication. Um, fortunately, um, we're not physically you know, meeting up with people like we used to, going for networking events and all of that. But a lot of things have translated into virtual um, meeting places and virtual events that are happening. So it's just looking for how you can insert yourself and then communicate, articulate your value to show um, that you're visible. So every human being wants to feel valued. Every human being wants to feel respected and feel important, either privately or publicly. So you have to know who you're dealing with. So does this person want to feel valued and respected either publicly or privately? The people I'm dealing with that I want them to see the impact of my work. Okay. And a lot of things that usually come up when I talk about standing out at work, some people are like, oh, you know what? It takes too much time. Uh, I don't have the time yeah. to follow up with things. Um, it might seem like I'm being desperate. It might seem like I'm doing eye service. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just want to. I just want to lay my head low. I just do my, do my work. work. Yeah. The truth is, doing your job alone is not enough right now. We live in a show and tell um, economy Very now. True. Why do you think Instagram is so successful? <laughs> because everybody has an opportunity to show and highlight things that happen in their lives where before you never got the chance to do that so what does that tell you if people can take the time to take pictures to put filter on the pictures to put a comment to you know curate content to show things about their life how much more the work and the skill that you're already good at you're already good at what you do you're probably even qualified even maybe even more qualified to do what you're doing right now but if you're not taking note of the things that you're doing then you don't have anything to refer to what you've been doing before. So being visible just makes you shine the light on what you're already doing. So you're not doing anything okay. extra. You're just making sure the people in the right places know what you're okay. doing. And then whether you're in rooms where people, where you can't be, because people know you for a particular thing or a series of things that you do, they can speak on your behalf where you're not in those rooms. Okay, so how do you strike the balance? The question will now be, how do I strike the balance between um, the fluff and the content? So how do I mm. how do I um, show or communicate or be more visible based on my core competences as opposed to just being a show-off and not really having so much content? Yeah. So how do you strike that balance? Yeah, so it's a very fine line between um, just showing off and um, just being your authentic self and still doing your work. Um, so the balance here is you're doing the work, 
when you look at the work that you do, ask yourself a very important question. This work that I'm doing, who needs to see um, what I'm doing that shows it is beneficial to the company or shows that it is beneficial to the team I'm working with? Who needs to see this work? Who would benefit from what I'm doing right now? Or in what capacity? Forget about your department. Because a lot of times we have this tunnel vision of, oh, this is what I'm doing. Or my manager tells me, do this work. And in the bigger picture of what you've been asked to do, how does that translate into dollar and Naira value and whatever currency value? How does it translate into that value for the company? So if you know how that translates into that value for the company, it gives you the confidence to know that. I'm not just calling fluff. I'm not just being a show off. I know my onions. I know that this is what I'm doing. So that is why, like in my program where I have the career visibility accelerator, we always talk about building allies. So not just building allies internally in your department. Okay. People outside your department, do they know okay. what you do? I'm sure you've you've come across people where you just see some some people in the office and sometimes if you're working with a team of people and they're like, I always see this guy in the office, like, I don't really know what he yeah. does. I don't really know what I she does. I can relate to that. That's a very dangerous place to be. You know why? why? When things like this happen, where um, like now there's a pandemic, uh, companies need to cut costs, they need to, you know, get rid of uh, some departments or some team members. Of course, there'll be some times when some important roles are still cut off, irrespective. Yeah. Um, but there are also some departments and some team members that will just be part of just because the leadership doesn't know what that department True. is doing. Or the manager has not been able to articulate and say, our department is very crucial to the success of the company. And you cannot afford to, to leave the success of your career or the advancement of your career in the hands of your manager. Your manager is already dealing with so much, you know, on his or her plate. So... It is your life and you ha- have the responsibility to be able to push for um, the advancement of your career for yourself. Because if you don't advocate for yourself, who is going to advocate Very for true. You? Very true. Yeah. So when you look at it from that perspective, you see that you're not just calling fluff. You're presenting your whole self. Um, the things I always say when it comes to visibility myth and um, how to answer to that, when it seems like you're being desperate, you're showing executive presence. Mm-hmm. Um, executive presence is an aspect of leadership where when they need to look for leaders, can anyone point, point, to, point yeah. to you? Can you stand up and say, yes, I'm owning and being a leader doesn't mean calling out others. Being a leader means I'm showing yeah. up and I'm not making excuses. I'm taking ownership. So if it succeeds, you take ownership for it and then, you know, carry your team along. If it doesn't succeed, you take ownership for it and say, okay, I probably made a mistake or I missed it somewhere and I hope to do better. So that's how you're showing executive presence. If you say you don't have time, we always create time for things More that times. are important to us. Yeah. So I agree. You gotta create time. You have to create the time um, out of uh, the other things that you're doing. Because if it was possible for someone else to do it for you, then great. But the truth is, nobody's gonna do it for you. So you see why it's important to create the time. You have to create that time. Uh, and we even have a tracker for that Ooh. to show how you can measure all of these things. Um, so it's coming out very soon in May. We're bringing out a tracker that you can use and you can have a snapshot of the things that you're doing. Uh, so also, if you say your workload will increase if you're visible, 
you begin to receive opportunities for valuable yeah. work. That's what yeah. happens. If you notice in any organization, it's the people that um, are being recognized for work that they do that. When opportunities come up, what happens? Their name is usually number one, two, three, yeah. or five, like the top yeah. five. Those people's names keep coming up. And then it's very easy to get upset and say, why is it the same guy? Why is it the same people that are always being picked up for opportunities? Because it's almost like a, a, a boomerang effect where once is you see that this person is doing this then you begin to become a magnet for more opportunities other people because they've seen your work or they see how you think um or they see how you process information or they see how you um break down issues and bring up solutions then of course when there's a problem they'll come come to you so for you if you have your personal values and you know okay this is what i really want to focus on this is what i want to do then you can now say, okay, no, I think I'll rather do this opportunity. I, I think my hands are full right now. I'll take this opportunity. I believe we can pass this on to um, this other yes, person. Yes. And then you now get to pick and choose. So it's not a case of everything just being done to you. You now have an opportunity to pick and choose those opportunities. But if you're not, you know, being visible at work, then you won't even get any opportunities. And even the ones that you've been doing, you might even find yourself in a situation where those opportunities are taken away yeah. from you because it might be seen that you're not doing anything. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. I love the way mm-hmm. you've been able to, to break it down. Um, now, talking about delegation and time management, how have you been able to strike a balance between your family? I know you're a family person, between your family your business and your career have you because that's the question that people keep asking i want to be visible at work i want to get that promotion i still want to have things all good at the family front and i still want to do some other courses and grow in my career and possibly have a side business how have you been able to do all these things i honestly don't know myself (laughs) (laughs) to be honest I honestly don't know how I've been able to do these things. But one thing I can say is, one, I engage in high leveraging activities. So what exactly is high leveraging for me might not be high leveraging for okay. me. And the truth is life is in phases. So there are times when certain things will take the back burner. Then there are times when other things will take the front burner. Okay. So for me, I just... This, I've come to peace. I used to fight it before, um, to be honest. But now I've come to peace with knowing that there's a time when I need to say, uh, you know what, I need to delegate okay. this. I need to um, hand this over to someone else okay. to do. Um, but I also need to be in control of the result. So okay. um, if you're going to delegate something, you have to be very clear, which is why you see, when I talk about communication, sometimes people feel I'm a bit biased. Of course, I'm a bit biased <laughs> in the first communication. But <laughs> the truth is, it, it, it's, you know, it trickles down into every aspect of things yeah. you do, whether in business or in career. If you're a business owner, if you're not able to articulate the results yeah. that you want from that employee, then you'll be frustrated. It's the same thing to if you're a manager or you work with other people and you want to delegate. You have to be in control of the results to articulate that result the exact result this is the result i want to see and then these are the consequences if you don't get that result from the get-go you know why when you do that you're also giving that person that you're delegating to you're giving that person ownership to say 
I trust yeah. you to give me that result. You might not work the way mm-hmm. I work. If you're going to this, uh, there's this Yoruba adage that says there are different roads yeah. to the market. So if you decide to take the bus, I decide to take the train, but we're going to the same destination. Yeah. It doesn't matter who has taken what, but we're still going to end yeah. up there. So if there's a result you want from this task done, then focus on that result. If you're very particular about the process, then please outline that process and say, you know what? Process. Follow this process. Fantastic. This is the process I'm giving you. Please follow this process. And then I want this result at the end of the day. And then leave it to that person to handle that. And- because you've said that. And then you've also said the consequence if that process is Jeez. not achieved. So that way you can now measure what doesn't get uh, measured does not get seen or improved upon you True. need to measure so that's how i've been able to conquer that aspect of my life uh now for family life um my husband has been very very helpful we usually say that we're a team so especially like in this mm-hmm. part of the world uh, in north america there's no help so there's nobody to help you there's no house help there's no you know you have to do everything yourself so you have to be very very jealous mm-hmm. with your time in terms of time management, mm-hmm. and uh, this, these are the things that I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, very, very on on top of the needle when okay. it comes to that. So having that my own tracker, having my my sheet, my follow up sheet, who I need to follow up with, what was the last conversation? Um, you can either just use an Excel sheet to do that, or you can send me an email. I'll send okay. you one. Anyone listening want to. You know, you're following up sheet for productivity and all. Um, who is the person you spoke with? Um, was it a business or a personal mm-hmm. conversation? What was the last memorable thing that that person said to you? So you can pick up from that conversation if you need to follow up. So what did you get the answer you wanted? Or um, are you still waiting for an answer from the person? Okay. And then that way, once I open up my, my document, I can see, okay, I spoke to this person last. Um, this person said he will get back to me and I haven't heard from the person okay what was the last thing we talked about okay that the proposal I sent forth his boss has not seen it or her boss has not seen it and he said he will get back to me so of course when I pick up the phone and I call the person I'm not trying to ramble around I'm not wasting the person's time or my time I just go straight to the point hey remember what we talked about you said has has your boss seen it so instead of just sending an email and saying I'm just checking in Checking in what? <laughs> you have to be specific. So I'm just checking in. Has your boss yeah. seen the proposal? So we mm. both know what we're talking about. So if he has seen it, yeah. fine. What did he say? If he hasn't seen it, no. Okay, when yeah. will be the next time we see it? And then be specific. So give the person a, a timeline. If the person says, oh, my boss needs more time to look at that proposal. Okay, so how about I exactly. call you next week, Wednesday? Is Wednesday okay? Or Thursday? That's it. So there, there are two answers. The person can either tell you, no, Wednesday is not good, Thursday is yeah. good. Okay, let's make it Friday. An that answer. way you've gotten an update. You update it in your tracker and it's easy to follow. That's what I do for myself. Career-wise, I took a break, went back to school. Um, I just finished the program, had a baby, you know, <laughs> so balancing all of that. So like I said, there are some things I'll take okay. the front burner and the back burner. When I was doing my business, I had to just, you know what? I was like, I'm doing too much. Let me just finish one. <laughs> and then I will go back to it. So now I'm not going full force back into the business. What I want to do, the consulting and the training, okay. which I've started now. And so you just have to make peace with yourself and decide What's what on? is more important at that time. And then 
pursue it yes so that's I, I don't think there's anything called work-life <laughs> balance i think it's more okay. about integration seamless uh, integration yeah that's 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 what works oh sometimes it's okay. seamless sometimes it's not and yeah but just integrating it sometimes i've had to if i have a business meeting i'll have to call up the person and send a message oh i'm going to come mm-hmm. with my baby is that okay and then the person's like yeah sure no problem and yeah and i go with my baby Fantastic. for the meeting <laughs> so yeah so you just have to make peace with um what phase you're in and then give it what it requires of you when you make peace with the phase you're in it becomes a lot easier to maneuver but when you fight it it's like you're resisting the more you fight yeah. it the more harder it would be fantastic for you. thank yeah. you so much tracy this has been an amazing amazing interview and discussion with you but before we go any last words what would you like to say to that um career person out there um entrepreneur worried about the times this new era of technology and this new era of time management and high mm. high key performance what would you say to that person what i would say is um we live in uncertain times so covid or no covid the world is changing very fast in fact i read a research that says now the average time span of um, any skill that you've learned on the job is about maybe maximum of five years three to five years so you always have to adapt you always have to evolve so allow yourself to evolve um so irrespective of what is happening now or what is going to happen in the future your role your job your skill your business would need to evolve so allow yourself to get used to change when you allow yourself get used to change and then things come that needs to be changed you just adapt and you evolve and you know you just keep going along the way so just allow yourself to evolve adapt with the times and then see how you can um, insert yourself into different global happenings um, that would be beneficial for your business or for your career so don't just look at your career within your location Uh, or your business look at what is happening on a global scale different uh, parts of the world and then what you can adapt uh, and localize it so you don't need to adapt everything that is happening is not applicable to your um, location but just having that knowledge of that also expands your mind to so allow yourself to evolve and then adapt um, from global best practices and localize what you fantastic, adapted fantastic so before we let you go um, where can we find you Oh yes, so you can find me on my podcast as well. I'm the host of Visible at Work podcast. Just type it in anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find me. And you can also check out our website, visibleatwork.com. Um if you're a highly skilled immigrant, if you're a highly skilled immigrant, you moved to a different country, reach out to me. We have classes that we do. We have a um a six week group program and then we also have a private executive coaching program as well you can also reach out to me um you can also send me an email on hello@visibleatwork.com to find out what we do and also you can check me out on linkedin i'm very active there tracy oyekomi you can also check me out on instagram tracy oyekomi same name and i look forward to thank you so much tracy you. thank you for your time and thank you for the expert views you have given on this topics standing out at work and also the bonus you gave us which is crisis management and the tracker 
do appreciate you. Thanks, Emeka. It was really great catching up with you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, guys, this has been an amazing time with Tracy Oyekomi. Don't forget, you can follow me on all, all social media platforms at Play Emeka. And, of course, everyone listening to this episode of the Business Class, you get a copy of the tracker at the top. Tracy and Visible at Work. So, thanks, guys. I'll see you at the next one.